0: Hey guys, welcome to the F1 in school student life podcast. I'm your host, Panya Trihan, and I'm bringing you this week's podcast about team motivation in the F1 in schools program. In case you didn't know me, which is basically everyone, I'm a blogger, now podcaster, Euro 11 high school student in Melbourne, Australia, and not too long ago was an F1 in school student for Peregrine Racing. My team and I did pretty well and progressed in nationals. That's the reason why I'm sharing you my knowledge that I have accumulated over my F1 in school's journey. This is the first podcast episode and it is about team motivation, not just at a team level, but at an individual level too. If you find the rest of this podcast interesting, you can check out my other work on my website and my socials in the description. I really hope you find this podcast valuable to your success as an F1 in school student and as a team. Stick around after the music to listen to the rest of the podcast. Okay, guys, so welcome back to the F1 in School Student Life podcast. I'm going to divide this podcast into four main parts. The first of which is the motivation slash desire for embarking upon admission, which is your F1 in School's journey. The second, which is the effects of the early motivation in the F1 in School's program, which everyone really loves and feels, but it just isn't sustainable. The third part is the dip in motivation which is basically a short-term struggle you feel in the F1 in school's journey. And the last part is how to regain motivation and how to keep it going so it's sustainable. So when you start the F1 in school's journey, it's all about really accepting your responsibility and understanding that you're in it to win it, basically. It's going to be difficult and you're gonna to have to make a lot of sacrifices. And if you wanna really keep your motivation going, you have to understand that your motivation is your desire for um, embarking upon a mission. It's your motive, your motivation. And if you don't accept all responsibility, you really don't know what you're trying to move forward to. So when you start off in the journey and if you're a little bit like me, you didn't really know what to expect. It's New maybe a friend told you about what's going to happen, maybe you didn't even want to do the genuine and were forced into it, but you have to still accept responsibility regardless of how you entered the competition, whether or not you wanted to work multiple hours a day, have nights in which you don't sleep a lot, or just have to make sacrifices such as not going out with your friends, or sometimes not attending specific classes. So some responsibilities which you need to accept is being able to com- communicate with your team. Communication is basically the key for team motivation. There's so many teams, thousands of F1 and schools teams and each of them need to have a different reason for being in the competition. They should all have a different goal, something that separates them. So if you understand your motive as a team, which is basically built across, um, built from every team member's why, which is basically the reason for being in the competition, um, you have a really good chance of having sustainable motivation. Although you will find that, regardless of how great your motivation is at the start or how good you think it is, you still will experience a dip in motivation later on. However, we, how we'll get into that a bit later. So. I guess the best way to think of motivation is um, not as something you find on the internet or some YouTube channel or um, that feeling when you get pumped about doing a project. This has been um, manifested into the current world as what motivation is, right? Um, Basically, like when you feel super pumped about doing, uh, doing a work or a specific task. It's like, I'm motivated to do this but you realize that just isn't what motivation is. So if you can really um, work together as a team to figure out what your priorities are, figure out what your values are, figure out what you want to do as an F in school's team, you have a good chance of having a proper motive and therefore the motivation to do something. A good way of thinking about motivation is basically kind of the feeling or the power you get to pursue your intent or pursue your motive or pursue your goal that's what motivation really is if you feel super motivated at the start of a competition have no idea where you're going i would really recommend analyzing your motive analyzing what your intents are what are you trying to achieve is it interpersonal success or intrapersonal success like is it soft skills like developing communication skills or developing time management. A lot of the skills you develop in the F1 in Schools competition. So spend some time thinking deeply about your motive and analyzing it. Because a lot of the time a motivation, even though it initially doesn't start around points, money, awards, or something to put on your resume, it just becomes it. It's kind of the nature in which your team is built. You wanna win and therefore you want to have points and that's what success is kind of built around you have more points in the competition you come first you're a successful f1 in schools team although that may be the truth um there needs to be something a little bit deeper and a deeper motive for being in the f1 in schools competition so um it's best to have your motivation or your goal based around something that isn't quantitative, that's something that isn't points or money or rewards, because a lot of the time, you might be so short of achieving a few points to coming first that it really doesn't make you any more successful as an F1 in schools team. So... A lot of these ideas are built around creating a overarching goal or vision for your team. It's your mission statement. It's what you will protect at all costs. Um, Regardless of what happens in competition, your mission statement is the singular thing you are trying to achieve. If that means um, sacrificing a few points. So in order to have team motivation, you have to really break them down. First part is team. So a lot of the time, Individuals are motivated by themselves, but when they come together as a team, the motivation suffers. F1 in school students are compatible with each other, meaning that the team just doesn't work well together. And you can't have team motivation without a proper team, right? I need to have similar or pretty, um, or the same even um, uh, ideas of what success is as an F1 in schools team. For instance, if one F1 in school student really wants to be eco-friendly, wants to be sustainable, wants to make an impact, right? And another F1 in school student wants to achieve the maximum amount of points. Those two things probably won't go hand in hand. Um, For example, it would be much easier to create a trade booth that is made out of a material that isn't degradable and isn't eco-friendly it's highly likely you will achieve more points like that. However, that might not actually meet your mission statement as a team. So to finish off this first part, it's important to just logically comprehend that success doesn't come easily and it never was and never is guaranteed. Um, A lot of f one school students have so much motivation coming into the competition and they really believe that the more motivated they are, the harder they're gonna work and the more likely they are. Of achieving su- success that might be a factor for achieving what quote-unquote success is however you have to understand that it's never guaranteed so it's really important to make sure that your motivation isn't just for points or for what you think success is understand that failure is a natural part of um, basically just a competition okay so the second part of the podcast is going to talk about the effects of early motivation Um, because a lot of the time you don't know what to expect you don't know what the process is you haven't completed the competition before so you don't really understand that um, small things in your journey those one percent improvements every day really do make a difference in your success in the competition um, so understand that what i was building upon before points and awards can't actually motivate you as a team in a day-to-day perspective you don't really know how your work or an hour of work you don't really understand how much more likely that is to make you successful or achieve more points or a specific award um, that sort of motivation just won't push you far enough and is likely to make you one of the lower performing F1 in schools teams. So a better way of thinking about it is just to get 1% better every single day. So if you get 1% better every day, that compounds over time, you achieve success more and more quickly. Understand that even though you are trying to make 1% changes, this doesn't mean that you're purposely slowing down your progress and you're like, I'm only getting 1% better every day, I improved a little bit, so I'm not going to do any more work. That's what is basically defined as stupidity in the F1 in schools program. A lot of F1 in schools team want to be patient with their journey, but they don't realize that when you're trying to be patient, you're actually wasting time and you're reducing your chances of success. So if you've got a couple of minutes to spare and you've got a break, really do some F1 in schools work. Um, these sort of, uh, some parts of the competition, they can really push you forward. For instance, a 30-minute session up uh, at lunch might be much more beneficial than a tr- one hour session with your team so motivation early on is really just about improving yourself a little bit every day and trusting that as you improve a little bit every day you're going to achieve success so another important part is just understanding that happiness has a lot to do with your motivation levels um there's a good quote and it's about being patient about happiness it's called waiting to be happy limits our brain's potential for success Whereas cultivating positive brains makes us more motivated, efficient, resilient, creative, and productive, which drives performance upwards. It means that you can't assume that you're gonna be happy or you're going to be you're gonna feel motivated later. Motivation doesn't really differ between people too much, but what does is the discipline levels. So if you really believe that you're only going to be happy or motivated after you achieve success, It's highly unlikely that you are going to achieve said things later on. A better way of thinking about it is motivating yourself in the current moment or being um, happy or positive in the current um, moment to achieve success. It's a scientific fact, literally, that if you're happy, if you're happier when you're performing work, you're more likely to be successful and more likely to complete better work. So a good way to um, be kind of happy or motivated every single day is taking it one day at a time and not planning too much ahead. big problem with planning too much ahead, for example, using things such as Gantt charts, is that you're trying to somehow analyze and predict the future. Take it one day at a time and set a daily highlight, which is one thing you're going to do no matter what. Whether it's 10 o'clock in the afternoon or early in the morning, it can be something as small as completing the text for a page or as big as or as broad as actually completing three new prototypes for a car. So these are your daily highlights and it's really important you understand that these can be um, extremely valuable for your success as an F1 school. So Setting habits for success is incredibly vital for achieving su- success, which makes a lot of sense. A couple of habits or um, disciplines you would want to suggest, I would suggest for you, are uh, waking up early every single day. So if you wake up at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock or probably not early for most students, that sort of time it's going to be quiet and you're going to have, um, it's going to be quiet around your surroundings and you're going to be able to complete work and focus. Now, you sometimes think that you need motivation to complete a specific task. So if you believe that um, in order for you to do your homework, you need motivation. It's highly unlikely that that surge of motivation isn't going to come until perhaps the deadline of your homework. What you do need, however, is a little bit of willpower to complete a task. When you complete a task, you feel motivated. So the motivation comes after, not before. And once you have the motivation after completing a task, that's when you can actually use it to complete a larger task. And that also compounds over work. These sort the of changes over a long period of time can completely change how well you can complete work. So pick up on the non-verbal signs. I really want to emphasize that because your non-verbal signs are often more important than what a student says. People often lie about what they say. It's really important to understand that. It's a super sad fact and you probably do it too. Sometimes you say, Yes, I'm having a good day, even though you're not having a good day. If you were smart, you would have picked up on that. You would have picked up by the nonverbal signs, their posture, what the tone of their voice is like. So that's it for part two. So, this third part of the podcast is about understanding the dip and understanding the strong dip in motivation. Yeah which occurs as a student and as a team. um, Just one thing to get out the way is to understand that different team members will experience different kinds of um, dips and which is basically a temporary setback that you only really um, move forward from if you keep pushing. So a good way of trying to think about this is that a dip is caused by a lack of faith or sometimes um, too much faith um, in a team so as humans we like comparing our situations to situations that we've experienced before right Um, sometimes you say that you were less happy because you were comparing your happiness right now happiness before rather than trying to be in the present we can't really change this too much however we can train ourselves through certain habits but the main idea is that the motivation which you had experienced before was kind of like eating a bar of chocolate. In the moment you feel um, really hyperactive, you feel excited, you feel pumped, you feel like you can do anything in the world, however at some point it just goes away and that causes you to feel a dip in your motivation. Um, so. Your team uh, motivation, if it was built around the successful things like I've talked about like um, relationships and positive value systems and positive desires that directly go hand in hand with other people's desires, then you will understand that the dip is not going to be too difficult for your team to overcome. The dip may last for a month, it might last for six months, it might last for a whole year. Sometimes it might be so short that it lasts a few days or a week. The dip is different for everyone, and if you want to learn more about it, I would recommend reading Seth Godin's book, um, The Dip. So, in order for there to be a sense of motivation, there can't actually be desires within a team that conflict other desires. I think I've talked about this before. So, if one team member really wants to achieve outcome A, but um, student B wants to achieve outcome B, if they don't go hand in hand with each other, you're extremely likely to have conflict which causes a dip in motivation. You're motiva- so to build upon the idea I was talking about earlier, about understanding that you compare your situation currently to situations earlier, you'll understand that the dip you're experiencing might not actually be a dip, it might just be your progress slowing down. Of or plateauing, so a nice concept to kind of summarize this or understand this is the plateau of latent potential, which is essentially when we don't experience results after completing a habit or action for a day, month, or even several months. And this causes us to think that we're not making any progress at all. If we do not stick to our action for an extended period of time when we are experiencing a plateau of latent potential, all our success will kind of be removed, stripped away, if you would like to think of it like that. So the reason for experiencing the plateau of latent potential and why impacts us so much is that uh, we expect our progress as afternoon school students to be linear meaning you put in x amount of work and you get a y value out and that meant that's meant to be consistent over time however it's like anything in life your progress is rarely linear and it actually never is it seems like you're hitting rock bottom even though you really your progress hasn't been lower you haven't gone back in time or anything you're not restarting just slowing down your progress crazy so it's important to understand that almost everyone experiences the same amount of motivation the difference is that teams have differing levels of discipline so most teams Weakness isn't their lack of motivation if it were and if motivation was tied to results then almost every single team initially would have crazy outcomes However, is your weakness is not your motivation your weakness is your lack of discipline So it's really important to understand most of the time when we experience the most results is after hitting rock bottom So, after you've failed really bad or you've been that's when you kind of have the desire within you to improve a great amount. And I know that's true for me. When I'm placed in a difficult situation, I feel like the world is over, I'm never going to be able to recover from this. However, I also understand that hitting rock bottom for me was what is going to allow me to succeed later on. Okay, so part four. Um... Hands down, this is going to be the most important and um, influential part within this podcast episode. So part four is really how to regain motivation after losing it or thinking that you lost it. So it's really in one short phrase about keeping your motivation sustained. So first of all, it's important to understand what was wrong with your earlier motivation. So the thing is, you get over the fact that your motivation is extremely superficial and for basically the whole journey it was toxic. It was toxic because motivation kind of made you think that you could achieve a lot and although that may have been true, it probably wasn't rational behavior. You probably had um, ideas that were probably not logical, and if you would look back on, they didn't make a whole lot of sense. That's all okay, but it's also important to understand that that was toxic. And motivation takes a um takes your focus away from what really does matter, which is your discipline. Um, if you ever look at uh, monks or if you look at uh, martial artists, they don't really care about motivation too much. They understand that there should be a motive, there should be an intent. But they have to understand that it was really about understanding um, that you shouldn't be chasing things like points or whatever. You discipline your habit and making sure that you're not reinforcing your bad habits is basically what is influential for your long-term success. So another important part to consider is your inner desires that caused you to fall into the dip. Now this seems really... um, uh, spiritual but it really isn't it's just common psychology um you have specific desires that you want everyone or at least um at some level one has a desire for recognition or attention and that might have been underlying underlying um desire that caused you to experience the dip um, so to further explain that, it might have been because um, I had a desire for attention from perhaps your childhood, because you experienced a lack of attention, or whatever the reason was, it may have been the reason you were chasing things like points or awards or recognition. It's important that you look at these things and really not judge yourself or be overly critical but just see it clearly so i'm going to touch on the point of not reinforcing bad habits so as a team manager it's very difficult for you to um, create habits within your team i'm not saying that it's not possible it just is extremely time consuming and it takes a lot of your effort what you can do however is stop reinforcing bad habits if you get rid of bad habits you often experience much more success than adding a new habit because bad habits drag you down but forming a new habit is extremely difficult Um, now you understand one thing about motivation that once you strip away all those bad habits you'll realize that motivation kind of lies within us naturally we have a natural tendency to seek out certain things and a good way of thinking about it is a metaphor that i'm borrowing from the meditation app headspace so think of a blue sky um so wherever you are have a look outside if it's daytime um notice your sky imagine if it was surrounded or it had a lot of clouds can't see that blue sky anymore but it's still there whenever you're on a plane or whenever you're high up somewhere like on a helicopter or something you'll realize that the blue sky was still there but the clouds kind of covered it and the clouds are referring to bad habits. So if you can get rid of the bad habits, your motivation kind of is just there in your stillness. Stand that as a team manager, you're not responsible for the results, as stupid as that sounds. Instead, you're responsible for your team members and your team members are responsible for the results. So um, I can't pronounce this word, but I'm gonna give my best. It's called the Pygmalion effect which is basically when our belief in another person's potential brings that potential to life so your sense is all about conquering your mind your spirit and your body so, your mind would refer to like psychology, right? Your spirit is kind of your beliefs, and your body is just your actual physical body. So, a lot of the times, um, if you were experiencing the dip, a sustainable way of improving is by exercise. Whenever you exercise, um, a specific factor is released into your body, which is called the BDNF hormone or the BDNF factor. Basically, the brain derived neurotrophic factor, which allows you to be more creative, allows you to work longer, and it just allows more success from your school student and focus on what really matters, which is this. So so if you can do a good job at building habits and not comparing yourself to others and setting small achievable goals on a day-to-day basis you're much more likely to achieve success best ways of um, having sustainable motivation for your team um, for the long term is about comparing yourself to who you were yesterday and not to who someone else is today which is a quote from Jordan Peterson's book or somewhat of a similar quote jordan peterson's book um 12 rules for life um, which is a really great read so kind of just to go over what i was talking about it's mainly about understanding that motivation superficial discipline matters you should focus on habits and getting rid of the bad habits and understand that you shouldn't be chasing points money or rewards because at the end of the day they're all just comparing your team relative to other teams so in future podcast episodes i will talk about how enterprise portfolios are graded, are graded and how they're just relative to other Thank you so, so much for listening to the first episode of my podcast, the F1 in School Student Life podcast, and this is my sign-off. This podcast was about team motivation. It's a topic that can either scare a team or lead to a team to great success. When you are an F1 in School student, there's so many factors and so many things that you're dealing with. Both in in as an F one school student and out of an, and in your other aspects of your life. So if you really understand that um the dip in motivation or the early rise in motivation probably wasn't your best bet, it's, it's probably going to lead you to the most amount of results. If you like this podcast, please stick around um to my other episodes and please subscribe to my YouTube channel, and also um, follow my podcast on my socials and my website. You can also check out my other content about blogging, which is going to be directly related to F1 in Schools. And I'm going to be posting tutorials on my YouTube channel extremely soon so that you can learn how to create a enterprise portfolio from scratch or an engineering portfolio or different parts of the competition. Thank you for listening.